Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes. Hello, Carmen Braidwood. Hi, Nick Hayes. Good to talk. Looking forward to this one today. I'm looking forward to it too. And before we even start, I should say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Carms. Thank you, Nick. And happy birthday to you too, because we have very similar dated birthdays, although I will point out they were about eight years apart. Yes, and I win and take that. It's about the only <laughs> thing I'm going to win today. Well, we've got a really special, special guest on the <laughs> podcast today, a real showwoman. Um, she is designed or she talks about as a management consultant. She's a facilitator and she is most importantly a gift wrapping expert. Her name is Vivian Anthon. Welcome to the show. Oh, welcome to you both. It's not my birthday. <laughs> Love it. Love your style, Viv. <laughs> well, some might say that it is your birthday, that you're on the Experts podcast, Viv. Well, it's, well that's a gift. It's a gift in its own right. <laughs> We've got a gift here. We've got a gift for the audience, though, today, because this is a really important chat around showwomanship, showmanship, and the ability to read a room when you enter the media. And, Carms, you know this better than anyone. When someone en- used to enter into the studios of the FM radio station and uh, – you could just tell whether you're going to have a good interview or not. But Viv, I want to first ask you, your time on Studio 10, when you first walked into the, onto the, the, the studios, the Sydney studios and met Ding Dong and the whole crew, what was that like? I mean, you know, you're a, you're a, a gift wrapping expert, but you're, you're more than that. Well, it was, it was daunting. It was absolutely daunting, of course. And even more so because Studio 10 has always had quite a close-knit family, so they all sort of knew each other and they all had nuance and they all had in-joke and they all they spoke without even speaking and they had, look, the lady on before me a couple of times was, you know, those international fitness experts that had flat tummies and athleisure wear and all of those sorts of things, hugely, hugely daunting. But... I knew that I'd made my way there and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have to make this count even though I don't have abs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, you've hit the nail on the head there, Viv. Well done. So you've got more than abs though. You've got the ability to actually read the room and, and feel what the others were going. And I, again, I know this is just one media engagement that we're talking about, but how many times had you been on TV beforehand? Oh, look, I had been on TV uh quite a few times beforehand when I was a grown-up professional in a very serious sense. Um, um, Look, I had been on TV in a professional sense and, you know, it was a cross on a very serious topic and it was really soundbitey. So, look, it wasn't my first time at the rodeo, but it was my first time at, I guess, chatty morning television, which tends to take a life of its own, especially when it has a, a number of characters. I think the thing is that 
I really, really had to focus on the fact that they had come, by the time they got to me, clearly the best section and the best segment about to happen, but by the time they got to me, they'd like had nine guests, do you know what I mean? And wrapped up out the back were another 12. So these people were going to have to come into the moment, get interested in gift wrapping, which isn't everybody's cup of tea or piece of sticky tape, show interest, and then basically off I trot and the next person comes along. So it is about really trying to read where their head's at. It's not, for me, it's not about them being disrespectful. It's just about the fact they've had so much to think about, so much coming up. And and you've got to you've got to fit in with that. And also too, if you're in the green room, out the back, you'll hear the news feeds coming across too. So on certain days, like the news feeds aren't well, they're not joyous most days, are they? Really? Um, so you're in those news feeds, and then you're going, I'm going to I'm going to talk about gift wrapping and possibly even sharp scissors. So this is a stretch mm. goal. So you've got to, you've got to be alive to that. You've got to be alive to that. But generally, you just say, this person's a professional, they're going to give me their time in the sun, and I'm going to really respect that they're giving me that time in the sun. Yeah, and you were so flexible in that you're able to read the team and figure out where you fit within that team, which I think is really an artful thing. And it comes from self-confidence that you hinted at there. You you said to us, look, I just, I accepted the fact that I was there for a reason and that I had earned my space in the room. You didn't feel like you felt like you had to uh, live up to any other kind of expectations or be anyone other than you, Viv. It really came down to you Mm. sharing your Mm. personality. Mm. So do you think that you would have been able to deliver in the same way, whether you were talking about gift wrapping or not, in terms of the content was immaterial, it was that you had to bring your personality to the floor? Yes. The short answer to that is is yes, because the – I just really strongly believe, you know, I know the buzzword of the moment and, and, and your experts sitting out there will know that the buzzword of the moment is authenticity. And it, it is overused, but it should, it, it should be more yeah. of a filter. Do you know what I mean? Because if it, it is very exhausting being someone other than yourself. Do you know, I mean, I, I was I, 106 years ago, 106 mm. years ago, I was in education and they always used to give me the teachers who were either going to best be the best teachers in the state or they weren't going to make it. They said, stick them with Viv, they'll sink or swim. But I had this lovely young man and I really wanted to impress him. I thought, I'm, I'm not going to be Viv today. I'm going to be very sensible. I'm not going to do anything, you know, like flying across the room with the kids or doing anything stupid. But I couldn't last past morning tea. It is too exhausting being anyone other than yourself. And I think that's important because when we're talking about experts and we're talking possibly about most of your people having quite serious subjects, um, they, they, they feel they've got to act in a certain way to have gravitas, but actually they've got to be They've got to be themselves to have gravitas would be my take on it. Yeah, that's the risk sometimes with all the media training we do, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. I mean, uh, again, when I was in schools, uh, we did have uh, significant media training because, you know, uh, anything can go wrong in a school and you have to be prepared. I I, I ended up being ahead of the school. I know it sounds unlikely, someone like me, but I was the head of the school and we did do media training. I was actually particularly hopeless at the media training. I'll, I'll have to be honest with you because it was too practised for me. I, you know, I, I didn't shine in that environment. So I'm not saying don't do media training. I'm just saying strengths and But strengths it and comes back again to your very point, Viv, around authentic, real truth, who you are, what you stand for, and not being someone that you're not. And I, and I, and I know what you're saying about authentic being overused as a keyword. Mm-hmm. 
But this is critical, isn't it? It, it is. It's more than just words. Mm. It's actually an action that you have to stand by, not just in in business and 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 any time that you're delivering. It's it's got to be authentically you in everything you do. Look, it does. And he here's the kicker from my point of view. So, uh, one might be on traditional media one might be on morning shows one might be on radio I'm I'm really privileged to do a lot of radio I love radio love radio love radio but a lot of those uh media then segue into social media so afterwards they'll say he was she was talking about gift wrapping or his whatever and look some of the comments are not always lovable um some of them can 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 say look look who gives a flying toss about gift wrapping or uh you know death to the environment, you you horrible person, blah, 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 um, all, all sorts of things like that. So if, if you're not authentic and you're not fairly comfortable in what you're doing and you read some of those comments, you 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 find a doona and you crawl under it because it, it in this day and age it's not just the segment itself, it's where else it might end up and who else might pass comment on it. So you've got to be you, got to be you. Look, I think that's a it's such a great message for everyone. You have to do that. And if you're not doing it, Take a, take a leaf out of Viv's book in that it, it is essential to bring that. And not everyone has to like you. At the end of the day, not everyone has to like you. It's just that moment that you're in and that you're bringing it to the, to the screen, that you're bringing it to the media opportunity, that you do your best and do that real you. Now, I'm going to bring you back, Viv, because it was a time that you're on the air and, I, and I, it was one of the first times I've ever seen you do uh, TV. And going back to that Studio 10 piece uh, with Ding Dong, it was a classic. And I, I think you were you were cooking something at the time or you're going, you're doing something uh, or were you gift wrapping? Or, I wasn't sure. After the first segment, I was fortunate enough to be invited back a number of times. And in fact, over one Christmas, either even fortunate enough to host the show. So then every time, look, I have no problem with the fact they even asked me on when someone better dropped out. Couldn't give a cods. Do you know what? A slot's a slot. So if you're sitting there thinking, you know, they've only called me because I'm their 15th choice, do you know what I say? <laughs> Lean in, grow up, go number 15 because you're the one who's there. So then they decide we're going to do, we are going to do a cooking section and it was actually uh, part promotional for a chicken company and Denise and I were there, and I do not know what happened, but it was absolutely so much fun. We started bantering about chicken. They were whole chickens, and we were putting the rub on the chicken, which went from appropriate to inappropriate really quickly, and the producers dimmed down the lights, and they put on some, you know, that lounge music all of a sudden, and we just had, you know, it had, it looked, I, we didn't even get to cooking anything, I have to say, yes. and I had <laughs> practised that recipe 18 times. Um, so it was just a it was just a matter of going with her because her, her tip coming tip coming when you're with these people too even if you like to have a laugh and a bit of fun and I know you two do but actually you're never funnier than the you're never funnier than the on air talent no way no way because the, the, they know how to judge it they know how to do it and you're going you know it, it, it it's just mm. it's just not going to really work but that was just so much fun and I was also fortunate a number of times when people dropped out and they had extra time and they said Viv keep talking I thought well there's a skill I have I'll just keep talking um hopefully you know hopefully hopefully making a little bit of hopefully making a little bit of sense that one day they they actually he had a couple of segments you know the the beautiful British comedian Stephen K Amos he he's so funny but but 
they they had actually booked him for more time and he didn't want to go. Mm. So they said, Viv, you better do a segment with Stephen K. Amos. And I thought, well, I don't know what to say. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You just you just work it out and you just you just keep going. And he he's he's a lovely man. Just just need to add no. in there. Lovely man. Very funny. Well done. I love hearing I love hearing these stories, hey Nick, like these war stories from being in the moment, being able to just go with the flow and hear something in your ears from the producers and not freaking out, actually just trusting yourself and being able to go off the script. And, you know, this is the thing that can really um, affect us, you know, first time as I've definitely had first times on air live on TV when you get that word from the producer that really just throws you off and because you've overprepared you find it really hard to come back so just accepting that whatever happens is great and trusting the hosts and trusting those more experienced broadcasters around you that they'll get you through it you know I think our inclination as experts is like oh no I have to appear like I've got all my stuff together here it's like nah just 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 wing it you're in safe hands you know I don't think anyone when they invite you on your show on their show wants you to look like an idiot you know they they want you to shine don't they I think they absolutely do. And here's, here's the other thing I'd say about um, positioning oneself as an expert or expertise. If you're going to be an expert, you've got to know your stuff so well that when things are going wrong, that it will just bubble to the surface anyway. You know, like I, I don't want a surgeon who's going to get into the theatre and be a bit under pressure, go, yeah, I forgot how to replace that hip. Viv's going to be in a bit of trouble. I need someone who's going to just keep going and draw on that deep well of expertise. And I'll come back to your point about preparation. I think people should be well prepared but not over prepared because if they're over prepared in, in my in my learning, if you're over prepared, you want to jam that stuff in. You're going to hear what I've got to say because I have prepared and prepared and prepared. The answer is be well prepared. But just realise that the, mm-hmm. the person working with you who is a pro, it's going to be a smorgasbord. It's not going to be a degustation menu. Let me tell you, it's going to be a smorgasbord. And they're going to kick little bibs and bobs of your expertise. I love that, Viv. I love that. And the reason I love that even more is that we were only discussing it last yeah. week, weren't we, Calms? The fact that we're over-preparation, even from a media professional's perspective, can get you in a lot of deep trouble because you do want to slam out those words. You want to slam out all those messages but the reality here is you might only have 30 seconds when you thought you had three minutes or even vice versa in your case, Viv, where you only thought you had 30 seconds and they panned it out and gave you three <laughs> minutes. Well, that's the, that's the goal here. That is the mission for every expert and commentator here today is be flexible. Don't be locked in. Be roll with the play. And this is why Viv's such a great example of, of experts that can walk into a room and make it their moment as well because it is such an important time that you do take to make sure that it is your moment and you do work within the timeframes that are there that are given to you. Don't stress, don't fret, um, be yourself and have a bit of fun. And Viv, I want to get back to you on the fun factor because the fun is what it's all about. I dare say that it's the fun that brings you back into working with the media, to being involved with it because you look like you're just having a ball. Absolutely. It's about it's about the fun element. A couple of things with fun, though, and that is uh, 
fun is not an open-ended excuse to say whatever you like while disrespecting the context or what's happened before or what's happened after. Now, I am someone who will who ha have a bit of fun with it, but the other thing mm. that I really, really, really know and are trying desperately at the moment to tell my grandchildren is I have grandchildren and that is just just sometimes you say nothing. Do you know what I mean? So I'm there to have fun. I consider it a real privilege to be in the media. I do. Because they there are so many opportunities. It doesn't have to be me. It does not have to be me. Well, in gift wrapping it does because I'm the only person who's decided they're a gift wrapping expert because there's <laughs> but this is not a lot of call for it. But but with others, they, there are lots of options. And so you really you really have to be very respectful of the moment and you have to come with it with a sense of having good fun, but also just aware too that that for the novice and even for the not novices, by the way, um, humour is quite um, contextual. And so I think it's about having fun. I th mm. Do you know what, Nick? I, you might not remember this, but the first time I even spoke spoke to you, even before you decided I could be a media stable person, now that's some years ago now, and you, I was on the back veranda at my daughter's business. This is really weird. And I was looking out, and it was a shocking day in Melbourne. It wasn't joyful at all. And you said, look, I'm all for putting joy back into the media. And I, that has stuck with me so much because it is about having fun, but I think more than that, it's about being joyful. It is about being joyful. It might not be a joyful topic, but you might be joyful about the opportunity to speak. You might be joyful about educating someone. You might be joyful on just ending your day on a high. So mm. so it, it, it's about taking the joy into it because let's face it, we need a bit of that. Actually, we need a lot of it. Oh, Viv, could not agree with you more. And I do recall that first chat with you because I think at the time there was quite mm. a lot of negative news running around and and, and that could have been international affairs. It was, it was, it was some time ago. And I and I remember that media. While you, when you're watching the news, you're watching and consuming media. You're always hearing the first five or six yarns and stories that are quite negative. They're quite disastrous. There's always a murder here. There's someone's house is burned down. Um, there's always an international incident. But there are stories of joy and and giving people hope and. And, and having a bit of fun, and I, I keep carping back on the word fun, and I take your point, Viv, around, you know, sticking to message and not, you know, using it as an excuse to, to go off that message. But I think that the enjoyment does come out because, Carms, you know this better than anyone. I know this because you enjoy a good fun piece, a good reminder that while all the other news is out there, while all the new, other news is happening, we as human beings, we need this. We need a little bit of laughter. We need a bit of joy in the world because without it, it's a fairly dull world. Oh, for sure. Listen, uh, the one thing that resoundingly comes back when we research breakfast shows, and you have to remember that most television team talk shows are modelled on successful breakfast radio lineups, that, that three-person lineup or a group lineup that they do on breakfast mm. radio. Um, all the feedback that we get when we do focus groups, the most common word that comes through when we ask the audience what they want is fun. Yes, they want to be in 
transformed. Yes, they want to learn something new. They love a gift wrapping tip. I'm here to tell you that I personally think gift wrapping content on Instagram is freaking amazing. And that's why, Viv, you pioneered it on TV. It's entertaining as hell when you morph a piece of paper into what you do. Um, You know, we we do want to learn things, but we want fun at the same time. So you'll remember when there's been big, big news events, we fatigue quite quickly from from yes, we want the serious content, we want to be informed, but there comes a point where we go, hey, we need a chance to switch off because that's human nature. And I would argue, Viv, that you did so well because you took the time to make yourself familiar with the show and the lineup that you were going on to. And you weren't making assumptions about the show and what they wanted from you. You actually were watching and you got to know a bit about what Denise was like and what the rest of the Studio 10 cast were like and thought, hey, I can fit in uh, through basic human connection if I go in this way. You know, that's part of that respect for the hosts that you mentioned. Did you feel like you respected the people that you were coming in to work with? And if so, why? What was it about them as a team that you admired when you went into the show? I do think it's about respect and TV's the obvious uh obvious platform because you know you observe it you feel it but it, it, it's it's the same with with radio um when when people ring up and say viv have you have you got time to talk um and the answer well, is then. is always yes by the way because if you possibly it, uh, uh, um, unless your arm is broken and frankly even if it is put it in a sling basic first aid unless you are in an ambulance yeah. please say yes because um, the opportunity doesn't always come knocking, but but a, you know really important questions to to ask, as in may I ask who's on before me, may I ask who's on afterwards. Oh, um, and if you don't mention if 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 you don't know the name, so if someone's ringing you from regional radio, for heaven's sake, before you go on, you research them, you find out as much as you can about them, because that's only basic. Mm. That's only basic respect. With regard to Studio 10, yes, I did watch it a fair bit beforehand and they are, are they are now and they were then a very tight-knit team. Um, you know, Ita was excruciatingly intimidating but such a big brain, I didn't think I'd fit on set with it. Um, and Jessica Rowe, just beautiful. But can wow. I talk about, you know, say Tristan McManus? Now, I have to say... When they said a dancer was going to to, to move to that, I, I didn't know except from the fact I found him very nice to look at. But can I say he had done, do you know what was so nice? Yeah. He had done his research on me. Look, truly, made my day. Made yeah. my day. And I just have to say, what a guy, what a pro, and that's why we're seeing more of him because it, it, it extends to him. So it's about basic respect, and I think experts have to be really, really, really careful Clearly, I don't fall in this category because um, I'm the dumbest person in my family and I don't have a PhD. But it would be very easy if you're a certain sort of expert to say, you know, I'm going to tell you everything because I've got a PhD and I've researched this and I've researched that. And um, I would have to say, just a little thing with my mic there again, sorry about that, got a bit excited with the hand movements. It's it's very easy to think that you know everything if you're mm-hmm. a deep, 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 deep expert. But the answer is you're on their turf. You're on on their turf and they are the expert in that amount of time, in that amount of questioning, in what's happening in the news, in what's happening in the studio and all of those sorts of things. So you have to treat them with respect but also their time. I love that, Viv. I do love that. And I love the fact that, you know, if you walk in it, it's a two-way highway here 
It is, you know, you're walking into their playground and the fact that they've done the homework on you is absolute pure respect. And you're not always going to get that from media. I will say that. You're not always going to get that. And that's a, mm-hmm. a respect mm-hmm. there from Tristan. Hey, um, you did walk through the security at Sydney Airport one day when you were on air from Studio 10. Tell us a little bit about that story. Oh, it was just quite delightful. So I was walking through security and the the security person, lady, said to me, you need to come over here. I thought, oh, no, I've I've packed the scissors in the the carry-on luggage again. This is my eighth pair of gold scissors. You know, tax department aren't going to believe me anymore that I've done 19 pairs. And she comes and she goes, ma'am, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay, all right. Because I didn't want Mr. Flood, she said, you're great on Channel 10, uh, watching it out the back, fantastic, on you go, through you go, very good. So you never you never do know, you, ne- you never, I mean, she was doing everything right, she wasn't doing anything inappro- inappropriate, but it was it was just such Aww. fun, it's just fu- such fun. Because people, people do watch morning television, by the way. I know everyone can have a bit of a go, and I've been on other, I've been on other channels, I've been on nine i've been on seven i i was just Mm. so fortunate over christmas because christmas is peak time for a gift wrapper really i mean if you're not going to be busy at christmas hang up you know hang up your sticky tape but you know just did fantastic things i I was Mm. actually at i did not know you probably don't know this but the southern hemisphere's largest mail sorting center is actually in richland's just outside of brisbane so at 3 30 a.m in the morning out i am there doing the today show so much fun so much fun. I, lo- I love a good manufacturing line. I do. It's so neat and clean. Oh, loved it. Love that, Viv. Really so cool. The recall is what proves to you that you get cut through and it can have an impact on your personal brand and on your business. In, and I'll give the example. We are very, very quick to look at the ratings and go, oh, nah, it's not a big show. I'll wait for a bigger call. You, you will only get a bigger call if you do the first option, by the way. There's that. But don't be fooled by ratings. What you pointed out there is in fact that the audience get more a taste of you because you're on for longer during those periods like Christmas and you'll get more recall. I had the exact same experience when I switched from FM radio, which which in in all intents and purposes at the time was a high rating show, but I went to an AM breakfast show on the weekends and you might think, oh, that's a downgrade. No, I got so much more recall because I was on air for longer chunks of time right? So the amount of people I bumped into, like you experienced there in the airport, went up exponentially. You've mentioned, I want to ask you about these, the live cross when it's dark outside, 3.30am and you're at the biggest gift um, uh, centre in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, What's it like? How did you uh, settle the nerves? How did you negotiate trying to communicate with a the broadcasting team who you couldn't see or even hear properly because you're relying on an earpiece to communicate with them? How did you navigate that experience? Well, I'd, I'd have to say it was actually quite difficult because uh, because I was actually part of the weather cross, but there was no earpiece, there was no anything. They were running late. Uh, the weatherman, Tim, the lovely weatherman, had actually been locked into his own unit with a fire drill, so he was running late. So everybody was pandemonium. The, wow. segment, produ- the segment producer looked at things and she said, look, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. I said, that's okay, what would you like me to do? That's okay. Because we, they, they had over, you know, it had been well scripted. I said, that's yeah. okay. What would you like me to do? You know, do you want me to stand here? Do you want me to tie a bow? If you're running out of time, that's fine. What would you like me to do? And she calmed right down because instead of me trying to squeeze 
what I wanted to do into a segment that had shrunk, I had to have the confidence to say, what would you like me to do? And actually it was, and mm. you know, the weathermen are the joyous ones, don't they, because they get the fun stuff to do. But it was absolutely wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But may I segue back when you were talking about your FM shift and those sorts of things, because I just want to have a little shout out mm. to regional and rural radio. Now, I know everybody yeah. wants to be, you know, on the big shifts and everybody wants to, you know, to be with Carrie and Tommy and blah, 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 blah. And I get that. But can I say some of the best radio, the funniest things, the best lines, which I've subsequently pinched and given no attribution, have actually come from rural and regional radio because it's real, it's raw. And when we did a segment, it was just hilarious. I think it was regional Tasmania. And the, the topic was what's the best gift you've given that, that costs nothing? And some of the things <laughs> that these people were coming up with were hilarious. But the best one was this guy rang up and he said, yeah, I gave my girlfriend a big rock. <laughs> she wanted a rock for her, for her garden and then we discussed wrapping the rock it was the funniest thing he said yeah I drove my forklift over and gave her a rock gee she loved it it was the funniest thing and I have to say really good broadcasting I don't know why I'm saying this to you being the you two being so experienced in broadcasting but the best broadcasters start off often I don't start oh. off on 3AW in the morning shift. Oh, word. You bet they don't, Viv. No, I started Absolutely. at 3CS in Colac, Victoria. I did an hour on Sport FM down uh, Hamilton Hill. So uh, and, that, was, that yeah. was where I first got my gig. Mind you, I was the highest paid broadcaster in Western Australia at the time on yeah. a per hourly basis. The only problem was I only worked one yeah. hour a week. Now... Viv, we've, we're getting close to the end. I, I've, I've got to ask you, as a management consultant, a facilitator, mm. gift wrapping expert, which do you see yourself mm. as? Are you the management consultant? Are you the facilitator? Or are you the gift wrapping expert? Well, there's actually a pause there because I'm thinking, because I do love gift wrapping. I, I really do. But you know what? I think I'm actually, now you've put me beautifully on the spot, I think it's actually more facilitator. And and that, that that's, facilitator doesn't mean leading, taking over boss cookie. Facilitator means making it all work in together. So as much as I love the gift wrapping, the really interesting thing is the things that happen afterwards. So if it, if it is on media, you get people, yeah, there's a heap of them. Like, do you know, I was on Channel 10, what these people on Facebook said, you, who's that guy with the really big teeth? Chad, Chad someone. I said, why have you got a woman who's oh, so ugly with big teeth like Chad Morgan? <laughs> Chad Morgan, yes. Chad Morgan laughed. I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. And I think, do you not? Do you think I do not own a mirror? <laughs> I know I've got big teeth. That's not like breaking news. Oh, no. But what was so lovely, what was so lovely is this nursing home out of Tasmania and they said, you know what, the residents taped you and just kept playing it over and over because they just thought you were so you were so wonderful. Mm. So so the bottom line is it, it is about the facilitation, but it's the things that happen afterwards. If I have a gift wrapping workshop, it's full of, you know, you don't come to a gift wrapping workshop as a conscript. You come as a volunteer and they go, look, I've got a small business or I'm doing this best one ever. 
and I know we're about to run out of time, but this gentleman came to a gift wrapping workshop. Might I say the men are very good gift wrappers. They're very, very neat. They've got good spatial awareness, but they're shocking with ribbon choice colour. But we'll go there another day. But this guy, I said to him, why are you, why are you here? And he said, because my dad owned the um, news agent up in North Queensland, one of the towns up there, and he said he used to gift wrap for all the ladies they'd come in off the land and he's got dementia and he keeps saying to me, he in on a circle, he keeps saying, son, there's no one to gift wrap. Will you gift wrap? Mm. And I thought to myself, well, I, I mean, I was having oh, a cry and it wasn't, you know, I cry ugly and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, so... I, I think no matter what expert we are, it's about who we touch that we don't know we're going to. Mm. Oh, that's a great way to finish off the podcast. Uh, you, you don't know who you're reaching. You don't know what kind of effect you can have on someone's day-to-day life. And it might be just something little. It might be something big, but you're actually having that effect. What a great way to finish, Viv. Hey, Viv, if people want to get in contact with you uh, for ah. gift wrapping expertise, mm or some management consultancy, uh, how yeah, do they do that? Just through my website, dailywrap.com.au or dailywrap on Instagram. I would just love to hear from anybody who's interested in chatting. Beautiful. Lovely work, Viv. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on the Experts Podcast. Carmen Braywood, another <laughs> great one. Beautiful. Oh, I learned a lot today. I'm delighted. Thank you, Viv, for your time and thanks, Nick, for having me. Good on you, Carlton. Happy birthday for today and happy birthday for me in two more days' time. And to everyone that's listening, thank you very much for letting us be in your ears to talk a little bit about media and what kind of expert you need to be. And I think we just heard from one of the real true ones. Uh, We look forward to having your company next week when we speak to another expert and another media. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.